the Getting Better Now podcast, presented by the Golf Business Network, the show by golf professionals for golf professionals, profiling experts from inside and outside the golf industry to help you advance your career, make a lasting impact, and achieve your goals. Here's your host, PGA professional from St. David's Golf Club, Dean Candle. PGA professional. Do any of these things sound familiar? I don't have enough time to teach more, to play more, or to practice more. I wish I could spend more time with my family. I think I could earn another thousand dollars a month if I had the time. I think my wife would be happier if I were more available, but I have too much going on at work. Hopefully I can make it to a few more of my kids' games next season. The reality is that we spend a lot of hours at work, and that's not likely to change for most. But the other reality is that most of us are bad at utilizing those hours to complete the important tasks and projects that actually move us and our facilities forward. As golf professionals, the thing is, we're trained to serve. Whether our customers, members, or students, we put them first. But getting bogged down in the minutia of the day, time after time, wears on your mind. It robs you of energy and it makes you want to just lock the doors and shut down the club if that were possible. The demands on our time are more extensive than ever. That's not exclusive to the golf industry, I get it. But while the demands have increased, our industry hasn't evolved with it. The education we get, the training, and the focus remain on the what. The teaching, the tournaments, the merchandising, growing the game, player development, golf car fleet management. All without any help on actually how to do all of it. Ask any new head professional what their biggest challenge is, and they're likely to tell you it's juggling all of their responsibilities and the demands on their time. Have you ever said... If my to-do list were shorter, I could hang out on the first tee and talk to the players more. If I get this tournament set up, I'd have time to hit some balls. If my inbox wasn't full, I could have played with that last group. I probably could have squeezed in that lesson if I didn't have to get ready for that meeting. We've all said those things. And the more and more that I talk to busy golf professionals, it seems like there's one thing in particular that's bogging us down way more than it used to. And it's email. Do you remember the days when it was actually exciting to receive emails on the go and carry your email inbox with you wherever you went? It was a new era that was supposed to make things actually easier. You didn't have to sit down at a computer and go through a tedious process of logging on. Remember the way that dial-up sounded to get on? Just to check your messages. Now you could answer a bunch of emails from anywhere which in theory meant you could get done sooner and on your schedule whenever you couldn't make it to your home or your office. Now I ask you one question. How's that working out? Looking back at the last decade, mobile email has gone from making life simpler to making life busier and even further blurring the lines between the beginning and the end of our workday. As PGA professionals, we're in the business of helping our members and customers. We pride ourselves on being available for each individual and providing a personalized experience each time. So we feel obligated to respond immediately to every email, 
to put out that fire and move on to the next one. The best professionals know that what's important to their customer should be most important to them. But the drains on our time, our productivity, and our energy continue as we work to check off tasks in other areas while our inbox continues to fill up one email after the next. Even with all the new methods of communication popularized lately, email has remained constant, and it's not going anywhere. So our best bet is to find ways to manage it to make email work for us instead of against us. So we're going to talk about actually six ways to fight back at your email. These are proven methods that you can implement to help you manage your email and get back your time. So number one, schedule time to check email. Most of us have been in the habit of keeping email open all day and responding when a new message pops up, usually beginning first thing in the morning. While we're able to respond right away, this method keeps us constantly distracted by the influx of new emails and it saps us a valuable time to complete other things that we need to get done. But by putting time on your calendar to process your email, it allows you the comfort of knowing you'll get to it in time. You have that time blocked off. You'll also feel better that you know you have time to get the other things done that are really pressing and adding some stress. I know, I know, but what if I miss an email or don't respond to someone in time? Just think about how often you receive an email that can't wait two hours. If you really analyze it, it's not that often. If it's the morning of a tournament or leading up to an event, give yourself permission to check email more often in case there are cancellations or changes, but avoid distraction and put off responding to the non-related messages that come in until the time you've allotted for your calendar. So that's number one. Number two, complete one important item each day before checking email. This goes along really nicely with number one. Rather than wake up and begin responding to emails, allow yourself to enjoy the relief that comes from finishing at least one important item at the start of your day. This method helps alleviate the stress of knowing you have something else to do, but you feel like you just can't break away from your email. Think of email as the to-do list that others create for you. Check something off of your own list before working on everyone else's. It will make you feel better. If you don't think you can wait to check your email, you're really worried about something that needs your immediate attention, there's something called the triage method where you scan your email for urgent and important items. If necessary, respond to those, but only those. Then stay focused and move on to the task that you've planned to accomplish first. Number three, and for some of you this will seem like blasphemy, turn off your email notifications. So all the experts agree, email notifications are a productivity killer. It's like a constant knock on the door forcing you to stop what you're doing and go answer it. Even if you're great at not responding to an email when you see it pop up on your computer or your phone, if you're great at that, congrats, but you may be fooling yourself, but you're still being distracted mentally. There's a study done at the University of California that found it takes an average of more than 23 minutes to return to your original task after a distraction. 
23 minutes. Now multiply that by the number of times you get interrupted and it's no wonder we feel like we can't get anything done. At work, these distractions are slowing you down and keeping you from checking off important tasks. And at home, they're taking you away from the attention you should have on your spouse or your kids. There are only so many hours in the day, yet we let avoidable distractions take us away from our priorities. Still worried about missing important emails? Just try it and see what happens. You may find that if it's that urgent, then the message won't be coming by email. In addition, there are ways to filter important messages and receive notifications for just those messages. Like on the Mail app on iPhone, you can set up for uh, VIPs only and only allow those pop-up notifications when those people reach out to you. That's if you just can't bring yourself to go about this cold turkey. Number four is ease up on or eliminate internal emails. One way to keep from having to go back into your inbox and then get distracted is to stop using it with fellow staff members. Just going back to check if someone responded to you is going to drag you away from what you're doing as your eyes and attention can't help but see who else is looking for you in your inbox. Consider a messaging app like Slack. There are plenty of free options on there. And at least the, at the very least, use text. The benefit of a dedicated messaging app is that your work messages aren't tangled up in your personal text messages, just kind of like keeping your work email separate from your personal email. Many of these apps allow you to assign tasks and create any number of subgroups for times you only want to reach out to an individual or a smaller group. Another benefit is there's something nice about the short and sweet method of messaging versus email. That makes it easier to answer quickly and then just move on. Number five, think about the responses when scheduling and sending emails to members and customers. Obviously, the more email you send, the more you will receive. So try to avoid sending non-urgent emails at the end of the day if you hope to close your email and be done with it until tomorrow. Otherwise, the responses and the questions that will trickle in after hours and even keep your attention on whether or not so-and-so got back to you it's not exactly the way we should be thinking while we're at home. If you're sending bulk emails to your members or customers, it helps to avoid sending them just prior to a time that you're not available to respond. Say, if you're off on a Monday, avoid Sunday or Monday emails unless you're looking for a stuffed inbox when you return or a constant influx of questions during the time you're away from work. In addition, you can use forms to collect responses rather than asking for a reply. A simple Google form is an easy and efficient tool to gather bulk responses to questions such as please respond if you're available or please select which options you prefer and then it just stores them right on a spreadsheet rather than all of those answers coming into your email individually. And the last method is use email filters to keep only the important messages coming directly to your inbox. As I said before, the VIP option works well on iPhone. If you're using that app, you can also try the Outlook app, which works even if you don't use Outlook or Exchange at your facility. It has the focused inbox feature, which will filter out spam, newsletters, bulk emails, and the like to keep only more important emails in your main inbox. 
Gmail users will find an inbox configuration that separates primary from social and promotional. That can help. That's a simple step in the configure inbox option. However, if you're using Gmail for work, assuming you're not combining your work and personal email accounts, you might not get many social or promotional emails. So it's still a valuable and simple way to organize your inbox and reduce the time spent on meaningless messages, but maybe not the most effective. While those previous solutions were all free and a great place to start, there's a popular paid solution called SaneBox. As a user, I can't get by without SaneBox. So used as a filter, SaneBox organizes your email into things like Sane Later for unimportant messages or Sane News for newsletters and subscription messages while keeping all your important messages in your inbox. Over time, as you move messages around, SaneBox becomes trained to know your tendencies and works even more accurately to filter out the unnecessary emails that just bog you down and capture your attention. The Sane Black Hole box works well like a spam folder to ensure that if you never want to see an email again from that person or that company, you just slide it over there and you'll never see it again. The bottom line is when it comes to email, play offense, not defense. Think of these methods as a way to take control of how email affects your workload and ultimately your life. Being proactive and playing offense can help you build a sense of control and decrease the stress that comes with the constant influx of messages and requests for your time. And in the end, can help you get back to all the reasons that we got into this business as PGA professionals, which I know didn't have anything to do with answering emails. So hopefully these methods can help you manage your email to grab back some of that time that's so critical these days. I really hope this helps. This was the Getting Better Now podcast presented by the Golf Business Network. Head over to iTunes to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to rate and review while you're there. For more information, go to golfbusinessnetwork.com.